And good morning, everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play by play. I apologize, y'all. We got a little bit of a late start today. Um, my recorder wasn't working. So after We Will Rock You, I had to go and run into the FM studio. Hey, Buddy Miller, I don't know why my recorder's not. You guys aren't here to hear the, the radio studio drama, but we are having some technical, or we're, we're having some technical issues. Buddy Miller was Johnny on the spot and got that fixed, and we were able to get rolling. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We hope everybody's enjoying themselves today as much as we are. We've got a fun show coming your way today. We've got, um, oh, who do I got today? I got Brody Williams today, South Lafouche basketball and South Lafouche football. Brody's doubling down. He's uh, going to be chatting with us about both things today. Talk about his Tarpon basketball camp. Or, uh, talk about the spring football game, which will be today, taking on HL Bourgeois. Then at 12.15, Taylor Griffin and I will be ch- uh, chatting. We will be talking about the NBA playoffs and WWE and you know all the different things that are happening in the world of sports. I would love to hear Turtle's thoughts on Ja Morant and the shenanigans and, frankly, stupidity of Ja Morant in recent days and recent weeks. We'll chat with Turtle about that. Um, then at the bottom of the show, we'll get some betting picks and we'll talk about some NBA and the draft lottery and all that other good stuff. So we'll, we'll get all that to you. You know, we'll get all that to you. we got a good show planned. <laughs> but in the first segment today, um, I would like to talk about some things that I witnessed yesterday, which was the Terrebonne High School Spring Scrimmage. I was out there watching them take on McDonough 35. <laughs> and, um, man, let me tell you, there was... Um, a lot to be impressed with if you were a Terrebonne fan. A lot, a lot to be impressed with if you were, uh, you know, someone that supports that program or or is, you know, a, a follower of that program because um, it's year two for Tyler Lewis and sometimes year one, you know, you're, you're teaching and you're, you're laying a foundation and you're getting the guys fired up and you know you're you're trying to build that buy-in and everything that you're trying to do in year one of a coaching job. But year two often is when you find the most like actual success on the field, right? Because the expectations are laid. You have the players in hand who are bought in and who want to be part of something special. Like you got all the the minutiae taken care of, right? And I left Terrebonne yesterday truly thinking and I mean this sincerely I'm not just saying this was as the place that I was yesterday that's a football team that could go on a run that's a football team that could win some more games this season than what they did last season because they've got buy-in from the players and my goodness almighty do they ever have size Terrebonne has a lot of big dudes at the line of scrimmage big old defensive line big old offensive line they've got guys that um are going to be tough to block, that are going to be very tough to block. And look, man, you could have whatever skill guys you want. You could have whatever running backs you want. You could have whatever receivers you want. If you're good at the line of scrimmage, you're going to have a chance. And they're going to be good at the line of scrimmage. They've got dudes all over the field that are you know, 250, 260, some even up to 300 pounds. They've got some big guys there. And their size was one of the things that stood out the most to me yesterday 
as I was watching them take on McDonough at 35. That's the first thing. Now, <clears throat> I'm over here talking about the line of scrimmage, and I'm over here talking about um, you know how that's the most important thing. You do have to have some skill too, right? And boy, do they have that. They've got Kylan Billy, a big old receiver, probably about 6'3", 6'4", big old weapon, physical weapon. Uh, Billy, I made some big plays yesterday, took the top off of the defense a couple of times, got into the end zone a couple of times. And, you know, it wasn't perfect for Terrebonne, right? Like, I'm not over here trying to tell you they're going to win the state championship. That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, But I am telling you that that's a team that if I'm giving a list of the teams locally that didn't make the playoffs, that are most likely to make the playoffs this coming season – they would be near the top of that list, if not at the top of that list for me, because they've got a lot of the things that you need to be successful. And one of those things that they had that I was extremely impressed with was the mentality, right? They were playing hard. They were competing, a lot of positive energy. And trying to think of a way to say this without coming off wrong. But they were facing a McDonough 35 team that was not disciplined very well, right? You know, a lot of hooting and hollering and pushing and shoving and talking back to the coaches and, you know, even some fisticuffs during the plays and pushing and shoving after plays. And the Terrebonne guys never got invested in that, right? And to me, that was the most impressive thing. Look, it's hot. You're sweaty. You're getting, you know, it's a physical sport. Both teams are not in 100% physical condition yet, so you're tired, your lungs are burning, you're sucking wind, and you got to do the kind of hit you late after a play. It would be so easy to retaliate, so easy to push back, so easy to be the second one that gets caught. And every time one of those situations occurred, Terrebonne wasn't the second person to get caught, didn't get their hand caught in the cookie jar. They never retaliated. And to me, that's extremely impressive. That's extremely impressive. So... The way the scrimmage went, whenever it was ones versus ones, Terrebonne in the controlled portion of the scrimmage got into the end zone once. McDonough 35 did not, really was not able to move the ball. Um, When it was the twos versus twos, McDonough 35 got into the end zone, broke a long pass. Actually, it was a short pass that they broke long for a touchdown, uh, scored there. And then when we got into the live quarter portion, Terrebonne got into the end zone and won it. They say 7 nothing. I say 10 to nothing because they did kick a field goal in one of the early drives that got down into the red zone and stalled and kicked a field goal. That was successful, but for whatever reason, they didn't put those three points on the board, I guess, because there was no rush on the field goal. But Terrebonne kind of had their way and was uh, successful in their spring scrimmage endeavors and are looking like a program that's going to be able to make a little push this upcoming year. Today, I will be at... Tom B. Smith Stadium again. I will be scoping out South Lafouche and HL Bourgeois, an opportunity for the Tarpons to get some work against HL Bourgeois. Look, I've been of the opinion the last couple of days, like, you know, Bourgeois, there's some question marks, right? You know, they weren't all that good last year. The Tarpons weren't all that good last year. I've been of the impression of, you know, hey, this is going to be a big spring game for both teams because. You know, it's two programs that hadn't had a whole lot of success in the last year or so. I'm hearing HL Bourgeois is pretty good. I'm hearing that HL Bourgeois has got some dudes. I'm hearing HL Bourgeois has got some athletes. I'm hearing HL Bourgeois might be one of those teams that could also have a little bit of a better year after a down year last year. So, 
What does that tell you? To me, then it becomes a really big test for South Lafouche. Can your young defense, a defense that struggled mightily last season, can they tackle? Can they get guys on the ground? Can they push the opponents um, uh, backward and force long down and distance? Can they do all of those things that really you struggled to do last year? If you could do those things, it'd be a great sign of improvement. Because remember, you played HL Bourgeois in the Jamboree last year, right? <clears throat> and it was tick for tat, back and forth, but I think they ended up actually winning by a point. Um, can you have a better result? Can you tackle an open space? You know, when, a, when an athlete gets into space, can you take the right angles? Can you get him down? When an athlete does get into open space, can you gang tackle him? I don't want to see one guy run into the ball. I want to see four or five guys run into the ball. You know, coaches say 11 hats to the ball. That's not realistic. Sometimes guys are blocked or engaged or whatever. They can't physically run the ball. But we can have more than one. And on the bourgeois side, how are you going to handle this tarpon offense? Because South Lafouche has some skill guys, yeah. But they also have a scheme that is designed to put the defense in bad situations. B.J. Young has scored points every season that he's been at South Lafouche. They've thrown the ball over. They've set school records. Like He's got an offensive philosophy and an offensive formula that works. And in the same jamboree last year, H.L. Bourgeois just couldn't get out of their own way defensively. They were jumping off sides and, you know, having penalties, 12 on the field. A lot of the things that the Tarpons were doing were confusing them and were confusing them mightily. Can they better control that and can they better adapt to that this go-round? That'll be a big test for them. So those are some of the things I'm looking for for both teams. And can't wait. Should be a good showcase. Should be a good opportunity for the kids to get some work. Um, Hopefully... Hopefully we could get it in without rain, but then also I say that hopefully we have a little bit of cloud cover, right? Like ideally it would maybe be raining in like gray and the clouds from the rain in gray would just stay over Tom B because I ain't going to lie to you. Yesterday at Tom B for the terrible McDonough 35 scrimmage, it was hot. It was very, very hot. Even starting at six o'clock, it was very, very hot. So hopefully we have a little more cloud cover can make for a little bit more of a comfortable day. Uh, for the spectators. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. I'll maybe talk a little NBA playoffs, maybe a little LSU baseball, uh, and then at noon we'll get to Brody jumping right back into the high school. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. Hope you guys are enjoying your Wednesday. Um, we've got Brody coming up in about 10 minutes. Brody Williams, that is, South Wish High School boys basketball coach and offensive line coach. And then we've got the turtle, Taylor Griffin, coming on at 12:15. Taylor and I will be uh chatting about who knows what, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll be talking about some different things happening in the world of local sports. Now, um, first and foremost, I want to thank all of our listeners, man, our, uh, our web numbers are, are growing so much, so much like our download numbers are growing a lot. Um, like, I don't know, something about the last baseball season has caused more people to get wind of the show. Um, maybe it's some of the stuff we're doing with Bayou sports was we promote the show heavily there. Uh, but our numbers are growing a lot. We've got a much, much larger audience every day for the show now. And um, we thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening, and we got big plans over the summer. And, um, you know, we've been here a while. So uh, we're, we, if you got anything that, that you like, uh, we've got all the archives out there. You could go listen to any of the things that any of the coaches have said in previous interviews or whatever it may be. We try to keep you guys taken care of as best as we can. Um, one high school thing, and then we'll talk a couple of college and pro things in this segment. <laughs> and admittedly, we're just kind of killing time here while waiting for Brody at 12 is there was a basketball rule change yesterday. Well, not yesterday, but made a couple weeks ago that was kind of announced two days ago. Um, 
that is likely going to impact the Louisiana High School Athletic Association is that the bonus situation for high school basketball is now going to be different. Remember, in years past, you would play and the game would be split into two halves in terms of the foul counts. And if you got to seven fouls in the half, um, you know, it became single bonus. You'd shoot a one and one on foul seven, eight, and nine. And then foul 10 and beyond, you would shoot double bonus. Well, that's now not going to be the situation going forward is that the not the the foundation or the the federation that creates rules for high school associations around the state of um well i say state of louisiana around the united states of america really is what i should say has ratified and changed the recommendation for how the states should set their bonus situations now they are recommending that you play and reset the fouls after every quarter, like the NBA, like women's basketball does for college, um, and that the fifth foul of every quarter becomes a bonus situation, but there's no one-on-one. Every bonus free throw is double bonus. So it'd be like the NBA. NBA, there's no one-on-one. Everything's you know two shots. NBA, the fouls reset at the end of every quarter. I don't know how I feel about this, right? I'm not here to to tell you that this is good or not good. I'm not here to tell you that, you know, this is bad or great or whatever. I'm just telling you that it's it's coming, right? Um it was passed by the the governing body that creates rule recommendations for high school associations around the country and the LHSA has always followed, you know, their recommendations. So Though it's not officially in the rule book yet for Louisiana, it's coming, right? This is going to be part of the, the plans going forward. Um, you know, I guess it rewards teams that um I'm I'm not you know now that I say I was about to say I guess it rewards teams that make free throws, but no, I, I guess I disagree with my own initial thought, right? Because I think the one and one rewarded teams that made free throws because you had to make that first shot. Had to make that first shot to earn the second shot. So maybe it rewards teams that aren't good free throw shooting teams. You're going to get double bonus no matter what. Um, either way, you know, the teams that defend without fouling are going to have an advantage. And either way, um, you know, if you get to the line a bunch and you don't allow your opponent to get to the line a bunch, you're going to have an advantage. But I just thought it was interesting that that, you know, feels like a random change. But boy, it could be a pretty substantial change, right? Because... You could play super aggressive at the beginnings now of every quarter. Look, Ellender used to be a great case study in this, right? And I'm not picking on you, Ellender. I promise you I'm not. But often we would see them start off the game pressing and just pressing your guts out and trying to get steals and trying to turn up the tempo. And in the first two, three minutes, they would get in foul trouble get four or five team fouls and would have to back out. And then now, then they would have to back out for the rest of the half. Now they only have to back out for the rest of the quarter. I think that benefits teams like them that play that pressure style immensely because they could reset themselves at the end of every quarter as opposed to at the end of every half. And, whoo, boy, I'm thinking about it like that, that they're going to be able to get that pressure on much, much more efficiently now and, um, yeah, the teams that play tighter, more physical defense, 
could maybe be at a little bit of an advantage. LSU baseball got a win yesterday over McNeese. Um, man, look, we ain't having no parades beating McNeese, right? But it is a good sign. It is a good win. It is, you know, a sign that, you know, the team is hopefully getting back on track after a rough couple of weeks. They win seven to four. It was a cl- here's the most impressive thing about it, right? It was a close game in the late innings. And A, your pitching staff held on. And B, your offense added on. Because you're in the eighth inning yesterday and it's five to four. And McNeese has runners all over the bases and they're threatening. And, you know, it's not looking good, right? You draw a line in the sand, you get out of the inning, you get out of trouble, and then you go and add on two runs and get some insurance, and then you win it in the ninth. So that was a good sign. What was not a good sign was the fact that LSU committed four errors, was the fact that LSU still didn't particularly pitch well. They gave up 12 hits in the game, but they limited some of the free stuff. They only gave up four walks. So... Not ideal, not perfect, but you did what you had to do. And maybe what's becoming as big of a concern as some of the issues with the pitching staff, Dylan Cruz is in a big old slump right now. Uh, He was one for five yesterday and continued his big old on-base streak. But dude was hitting like 500 a couple weeks ago. Dude's barely hitting 400 now. And look, I'm not faulting him for only hitting 400. But what I'm getting at is if your average drops 80, 90 points in a couple weeks, it just goes to show you haven't exactly been hitting the cover off of the ball lately. LSU needs, especially if their pitching is going to continue to be hit or miss and wishy-washy, they need to be the offense that scores 10, 15 runs. And to be the offense that scores 10, 15 runs, you need Dylan Cruz to be hitting on all cylinders. So it is a little troubling to see that it has been as much of a struggle for him as it's been. Tommy White has almost caught him in average. There was once more than a 100-point difference. Now there's just a 38-point difference. Tommy White's hitting 400 right now with 86 RBI. He actually may be the most feared guy in that LSU lineup right now. He's got a better slugging percentage. He's got 30 more RBI. He's got five more home runs. He may end up being the most feared guy in the lineup right now when it's all said and done uh, because of the way they're swinging right now heading into the tournament. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brody Williams of South Lafouche High School, boys basketball coach and assistant football coach. Spring game is today. Can't wait to ask Brody about all that and more. It's play-by-play on KLEB. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We start our lunchtime hour. We can't wait for the next hour because we've got Brody Williams on the phone line. And then after him, we've got Taylor Griffin. So we'll be talking some sports and having some fun. Brody Williams, South Lafouche basketball and also assistant football coach is on the line now. Brody, what's good, man? How we doing? I'm doing good, Casey. How y'all doing? We're doing fine, man. Look, let's start with the football stuff first because that's, you know, what's going to be happening the closest to the present with the spring game today. Um, had a chance to see you guys in an inner squad on Friday. There was some good, there was some bad. Um, but talking about your offensive line specifically, got some big boys, man. Talk about the way those guys have performed so far in the spring. Yeah, we we got a lot of size, which is which you know, some South Blues usually has on you know year in year out. But this year we got an exceptional bit of size, and that's gonna be good. We young up front, you know, we definitely have a lot a long way to go. You know, hopefully we get a good look. Adam in the spring game. Uh, I know HL Bourgeois got a a pretty good defensive line, so we here and um, you know we got we got some eight graders playing on the on the starting line or incoming ninth graders. We got some sophomores and we got somebody uh, a couple of returners uh, or one returner for today, Aiden Bruce, and he's kind of leading the the young guys and you know it's a work in progress. I, I tell Coach Young I get frustrated and sometimes it's hard to stay positive, but. When you realize, man, these guys are, they only had not even a year, some of them, 
getting experience, you can understand that why they might mental bust or where they might be confused, and because it's, it's a lot being thrown at them. You know, to us, it's not a lot because we do it every day, but uh, it's a lot for them. It's a lot of new stuff. But I think, um, you know, after the spring game, we better evaluate, and then going into the summer, it's going to be a huge summer for us. And uh, I think we, the, the future is definitely bright. We've got some big, uh, big potential for sure. How important is it to get in tip-top physical condition before the start of the year? Because one of the things that I noticed, and you guys were talking about it as a coaching staff on Friday, at the end of the scrimmage, your line was tired, bro. Like the center started snapping it high, and he was kind of saying, hey, man, I'm tired. You know, some of the, the guys were not holding their blocks as long. They, they were kind of wore out. You know, that's supposed to be opposite. It's supposed to be the offense breaking down the defense. So how important is it going to be that those kids put in that work, get that little extra cardio so where when September rolls around, they're not going to get tired late in the game? Yeah, you know, we talk about that often. we got to go above and beyond, especially, you know, uh, as, a, as a unit in the offensive line. Last year wasn't a great year, and some of that had to do with um, being out of shape. And I think uh, we, we Coach Jones is doing a great job in the weight room, and I think every kid's going up in numbers uh, pretty substantially. We're getting stronger. We're getting faster. Now we just got to build some of that endurance, you know, maybe just pushing the sled a little bit after practice, doing some things extra. Uh, so when we're on those, that, that fourth-quarter drive to win a game in, you know, middle of October, um, the defense is going to be one huffing and puffing. You know, I think it comes down to them attending every summer workout and seeing the importance of being at every summer workout and um, pushing themselves through whenever they feel that strain and, and that, that tire starts to kind of uh, come onto their body uh, to just push themselves through and hit their second win. And, um, that's definitely something we're going to focus on in the, in the summer, not only getting stronger and faster, but building endurance and, and being able to last a, a full four-quarter game. No doubt, man. Look, one of the things that I thought was most impressive about what I saw Friday is I think our defensive line is much improved. And, you guys are blocking against them every day, man. They've got some nasty dudes. they got some guys with some motors, and it looks like our defensive front is a little bit tougher than they were last year, man. Talk about the improvements those guys have made. Yeah, I mean, I, I know from firsthand experience from when I was a player, when you go against guys that are pretty talented and strong, just like when we played, our D-line was the strongest unit every day. You know, you might be like, Man, we we haven't we having tough days. We can't run the ball. We can't. But you're going against some experienced guys that've been there, playing there for three years. Some of them, and they're strong. Um, and and that only gets you better when you get to a game and the guy's not the guy you're going against is not quite as strong or not quite as talented. You're like, wow, this makes it a lot easier. So definitely a plus to go against them every day and pass protection and in run in the run game. Um, man, um, the, the defensive line. Like when you look in the weight room, their numbers are. Very impressive. This uh, 300-pound bencher, um, uh, almost 450-pound squatters, and the strongest guys on our team are defensive linemen. So that's uh, that's a positive but for the defense. I think we're going to stuff a lot of people in the run game. It's going to be tough to run on us. And, uh, you know, in high school football, that's always good if you have to make people throw the ball. For sure, man. Look, let's talk about basketball a little bit. Uh, first, let's talk about the camp. Um, you guys are tag-teaming the camp, boys and girls, together. Uh, from what I understand, uh, big, big numbers expected. Got a lot, a lot of kids signed up. Tell us about that, man. Uh, Tarpon Basketball Camp looks like it's going to be big this year. Yeah, you know, I'm super excited um, to, to get started with, with basketball. I kind of have a few months off to kind of recharge the batteries and uh, just getting back into it, kind of planning some of the things out. And 
it's kind of you know started my motor again and i know going into summer june's a big month um the, the camps a little earlier this year than expected or, or than it has been in the past you know may 29th 28 uh 29th 30th 31st and june 1st um expecting over about 100 campers which is a crazy big number but we're gonna <laughs> um we, we're gonna make it work and we're gonna make sure each kid gets the attention they need and we're going to have a lot of uh, the players working, um, which is good, combining girls and boys, you know. we got a lot of uh, hands-on um, working the drills and stuff. So it's going to be a fun four days. It's going to be a long four days, but very fun four days, and hopefully uh, they get a lot out of it, each camper. Tell me about what June's going to look like for you guys, man. Are you do- you guys doing any type of summer league or team camps? Or- no, you guys are going to get out on the floor and play some, but where are some of the places you guys are going to be going? Yes, sir. So, like we do every year, we're going to do the um, the Edie White team camp, um, the Capital One. I forget exactly what it's called. Capital One Hoops Fest, something like that. Um, that's June 9th and 10th. Also, we're doing something um, a little different. We haven't done in in a couple years or a few years. We're doing a, a, a like a league all all the month of June. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to be playing different opponent at uh, Edie White. And um, those times can differ anywhere from 5.30 to 7.30. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we're playing a St. Charles Catholic tournament the weekend of June 16th. And that's going to be our varsity and our JV team. We're taking there, and uh, we each get you know, about six games, five to six games. So we got a good bit. We're going to play close to 20 games this summer, which I think is needed for us because we're going to have a lot of young guys that are going to have to let's just face it, start varsity and play a lot of varsity minutes. So we need to get them varsity experience quick. Um, we need to get them confident in the system, and uh, hopefully we can take that confidence and uh, move forward into the, the fall and the winter. So that leads to the next question is, you know, how do you approach that? You know, some coaches, they'll say, well, you know, I don't care if we win or we lose. You know, we're getting guys in shape and we're learning what we've got and, you know, we're playing, you know, everybody, whatever it may be. Then there are other coaches who say, you know, to hell with that. You know, if it's a four-point game with three, four minutes left, we're going to try to win the damn game. So how are you guys going to approach that, man? Are you guys going to take more of the developmental approach or more of the, hey, we want to go learn how to win with the young group? I think it's going to be a mix of both. Like, definitely want everybody to get reps and throw people in situations that, you know, maybe they need to handle and or see how they handle the situation. You know, I might throw an incoming freshman in there and see how he handles when we own when he up up by two. You know, with five minutes left in the game and see how he handles that. But definitely, we're going to try to win every game. I mean, that's that's always a goal. I don't care if you're playing pickup basketball. We always want to try to win the game. So it's because I mean, it's work for me as a coach too, and and, and um, how to work certain situations and stuff. So we're going to try to get everybody in there. A lot of reps. Um, mix up the groups, see who plays well with each other. Uh, so it's going to serve as developmental there. But then when it comes to crunch time, we're going to put the best five on the floor to try to win the game. You know, talk about that because, look, I feel like in the last couple of seasons, you know, it was kind of understood before the year who the starters were going to be or who, you know, the rotation was going to be, who the you know six, seven kids who were going to play we're going to be and kind of the same thing last year. Like we had a pretty good idea going in of who the five starters were going to be and who the couple of guys off the bench were going to be this year. I think it's more wide open. I think that there are some opportunities, like you said, for some younger players to step up, 
but there's also maybe some opportunities for some more experienced, you know, junior senior players to try to hold their spot and not get passed up by some of those younger players. Like I feel like there's going to be more competition for playing time, and that's where those summer games, coach, can maybe be very important. Absolutely, you hit it right on the head. I mean, like you said, we've always kind of known going in. You know, we got a good idea who's going to probably play. Now, some people sometimes you get a surprise, like wow, that guy really stepped it up, or he grew, or whatever. Well, got more mature, or whatever. But I think this year is going to be very wide open. It's going to be really um, who competes in practice and who brings it every day and uh, who who can not only compete in practice and play hard, who can produce on the floor. Who, and it's not always scoring points, but who can score, who can play defense, who can uh, handle the ball, not turn over the ball. And, I mean, if, if, that, if that lineup looks like three sophomores, a junior, and a freshman, then – that's what it's going to look like, you know. If it looks like two seniors, a junior, two sophomores, that's what it is. Um, we're going to try to evaluate and put the best five on the floor to be successful. And, um, you know, they have an old saying that every sophomore you play is a uh, – they just say it in football a lot. Every sophomore you play is a loss. Uh, I don't know how that correlates to basketball. But um, it might be a le- learning curve for us sometimes. We might have a lot of uh, – might make some mistakes early in the year or even all year. But I think playing some of them younger guys and um, is going to help us only in the future. And um, we're going to try to win every game for sure. We're not just going to go in and play people to play people. But um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm anxious to see who's going to who's going to step up to the challenge. I sure hope that saying isn't true for football because if so, we're not winning a game this year, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's I, I was hesitant to say it, but that, that's the old old saying. Look, man, before we let you go, all kidding aside, what are some goals for today? What are some things you guys are trying to get accomplished today? Um, uh, so are, is there like a, a checklist of a couple things you're hoping to see as you guys take on the Braves? Yeah, I know uh, from my position, um, specifically offensive line, I just want to see us play with some emotion, some passion, you know, get after some people. And uh, I want to see us mentally prepared. And uh, we talk about it all the time, you know, have the battles. Um, more than half the battle, 80% is alignment and assignment. You know, align right, know what you're doing, communicate, and then assignment, know where you're going. And then the other 20% is just effort, heart, you know, strength, other attributes. Um, so if we could take care of that 80%, alignment, assignment, go where we're supposed to go, and then just play hard and play tough, uh, I'll be happy going into the summer because that's something to build off of. I, I don't want to see us, uh, you know, if the game doesn't go our way, I don't want to see us hang our head or give up. And if, if we are playing well and we, we put in the two of them. I don't want to see us getting, you know, overly confident. The good players and the good teams, they stay pretty even keel and um, they just compete and, and execute at a high level. And that's what I'm kind of looking for in the line. Good stuff, Brody. Thanks so much for the time, man. All right. Appreciate it, Casey. Thank you all. Yes, sir. That is Coach Brody Williams at South Foosh High School doing a good job. Um, Tarpons are going to be young, really across the athletic department for the next couple of years, right? Uh there are still some 11th and 12th graders who could play. I'm not trying to diminish them at all, but it is what it is. The 9th and 10th grade group coming up are some very gifted kids, and they're going to fill a lot of those spots across the athletic spectrum. Your kids like Terrence Petrie and Josh Mack and you know those types of kids, they're going to they're gonna play, right? <laughs> they're going to play. I mean, they're too gifted to not. Um and that's across everything. You know, Terrence is going to play in football. He's going to have a big role in basketball. Josh is going to play in football. He's going to have a big role in baseball. Like, those kids are going to just be too gifted to sit out. But with youth comes growing pains, right? 
and it's going to be interesting to see how they physically hold up. Look at it like Biddy, right? You play 7 and 8 Biddy, play 9 and 10 Biddy, 11 and 12 Biddy. Well, when you got a bunch of 10th graders, you're playing 17 and 18 Biddy at the varsity level with a bunch of 15 and 16-year-olds. It'd be like taking a 7 and 8 team and playing 9 and 10. That's a challenge, right? It's going to be tough, right? No matter how gifted your kids are, it's going to be tough, right? Well, that's what they're doing. That's basically what they're doing down the bay in the next couple of years. They're going to be playing a lot of young guys, and you're going to get knocked on your butt a lot. But every time you get back up, you're going to get a little stronger, a little more callous. And when those boys are juniors and seniors, look out because they're going to be the ones knocking the other team on their butt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Taylor Griffin. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Some days you just feel off, anxious, low, on edge. And vaping nicotine can make days like this worse and more common. Because nicotine throws off the natural balance of neurotransmitters in your brain, like dopamine and serotonin, which affects your mood. So you feel more unhappy and less like yourself. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Learn more at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by Louisiana Department of Justice. Leroy, 71's backed up. What's your 20? Over. Olivia needs more drivers for her trucking company to go the extra mile. Three more stops to make. She wants to hitch a team to drive business forward. Lots of double nickels on the 169. You know what I'm over? This driver shortage. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dofriend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dofriend difference. Monday warrior 
tell this story and loyal religious uh, listeners of the show are going to have heard this story before so i apologize in advance but it makes sense with the calling guest that we have on right now and taylor griffin is look the song playing right now is tom sawyer right and the song that i think or the thing that i think of when i hear that song is golden medal middle school and at the time it was golden medal junior high basketball I was the manager. We would always play, and that was the run-out song. So, Taylor Griffin, as I intro you in, that song there makes me think of Royce Guidry, Rory Guidry, Ryan Pete, Cody Dewey. Every single time, that's what that song makes me think of, brother. How are we doing today? <laughs> oh, man, doing good, doing good. And, yes, that's uh, that, that song for me, being on the LCO side of those years, bring back some painful memories. <laughs> <laughs> Painful memories. You guys used to beat our faces in, man. What are you talking about? Uh, dude, uh, basketball. I, I don't know if you remember who I used to have to go up against, but Greg Terrible. Oh yeah. Uh, had us by the you know what for two years. <laughs> so uh, I think we beat him between the two years I had I had played against y'all with him. I think we won one out of four or five games. It was a uh, it was ridiculously tough. And yeah, other than uh. Other than Rush and Neil Peart being the greatest drummer to ever live, yeah, anytime Tom Sawyer hits, that, that's the other thing I think of, golden medal basketball. So the universe was perfectly in balance when Taylor was playing junior high basketball. Um, i got to say that quietly because there's a lot of folks at LCO that listen to this show every day. I apologize. that I didn't say that. Uh, I was thinking out loud. Um, partner, let's talk about the NBA. We'll get into the playoffs in just a second, but I want to ask you about the news of John Morant, um, dude, I mean, he's going to be facing a long suspension. He's already been suspended the once. I made the joke the other day. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Trailer Park Boys, but he reminds me of Cyrus. Like, he's always got a gun with him everywhere he goes, like, just thinking that it looks cool. And I don't understand, bro. Like, the only thing separating this kid from making $500 million over the next 10 years is his... Um, affinity for living a lifestyle that is going to cost him all of that. Like, there's no reason to be holding a gun and throwing a gun in the air while you're in a car, and, and there's no reason to do that. There's no reason to go to a strip club and be flashing a gun and throwing money in the air. Like, if you just act like a normal human being, you're going to make enough money to support your family for the next five generations. Just put the guns away, bro, and act like an adult. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you said it perfectly, man. Uh, there's a lot that I could say that's just basically echoing it. What you just said, like, man, it's the whole world is right in front of you. Just, just behave. It's, it's not, it's not that difficult. And look, the deeper you dig into it, I wasn't around John Morant when he was growing up, but the stories you read, the articles you read, the the research you do, I mean, the people like Shannon Sharp and and Stephen Jackson who have all like express their opinion on this it's like man like john that's not even your life like we actually lived that life back then and of course i'm not talking me when i say we i'm quoting what these guys said you know we actually had to live that life before we got money and before you you you, before you got money you didn't live that life you know you came up in a stable home your parents had good jobs blah 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 
Your parents still support you. I mean, his dad's on all of his games. He's got – he has zero excuse to be acting this way, in my opinion. And it, it's just I, – I don't understand how you – dude, just, just behave. Just relax. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Now, now, Casey, everything I said, I think everyone can agree with 100%. You know, just behave, calm down, put the guns away. It's stupid. Let me ask a dumb question here. Mm-hmm. I don't what's I don't know what the NBA's policies are on all of these things. And the the video I saw with him, you know, flashing the gun in the car, you know, just being stupid. Yes, it's it's extremely it's socially irresponsible. You know, it, it you, you got young kids looking up to you. They're gonna think it's cool. Like you you're portraying a life that you know a lot of people that look like you constantly get berated for and accused of and you just you're making you're making your own people look bad when that's simply not the case but you know he's he's not making it any easier and everyone from 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 any side of the spectrum just shaking their heads like dude just please you're making everyone look bad just just behave but let me ask this and I'm not defending at all I'm just curious at this point. What what are the rules in the like did he actually break any laws? No. No, and that, and, and that's the thing man like he didn't he didn't actually break the law, right? You know, he uh you know assuming of course that the gun is registered to him, he didn't break the law. It's not illegal to be holding a gun and dancing with it, right? It's not illegal to, you know, have it on you if it's registered to you. Um yeah, extremely socially irresponsible. But I mean, does the NBA have an extra set of standards and rules and guidelines that their players just flat out can't be seen holding a handgun, holding a firearm at all whatsoever? Is it like a hunting only thing? Is it no excuses, no nothing? Is there some sort of extra rule that he broke because he's employed by the Memphis Grizzlies? Or is he simply just being socially irresponsible, nothing more, no rules, no laws, everyone just wants him to stop being stupid? I'm just curious. Again, not defending. I'm just curious. Well, that I don't know. Um, and, and I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks because, you know, the, the commissioner said yesterday during the draft lottery, he was interviewed, and he was basically handing like, yeah, this is not going to go, um, you know, unpunished, right? Like there's going to be some sort of – fine or suspension or and then you know who knows job may think some of those same things well i didn't break the law you know there may be an appeal who knows it's going to be very interesting but it leads to the next question that i want to ask is that i was one of the only people that i know that before the draft said hey the pelicans should take john morant i don't want big dudes i want guards and look for three four five years that looked really good Right now, maybe a little bit more iffy. So I'm going to ask you today, Taylor Griffin, you got two options. You could start your team with Zion Williamson. You could start your team with John Morant. Which one do you prefer? I think I still got to go with John Morant because we would have at least had a bunch of good complete seasons with him yeah (laughs) um and if he were in a pelicans jersey i'd probably be 
slightly more adamant about finding out, wait, 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 did our guy actually break any laws here? Everyone relax. But no, um, we just, until we get a full season out of Zion, I, I guess I guess the answer is Ja Morant still by just a hair. But, you know, if, if this gun-waving idiocy continues and turns into something more, then, yeah, I mean, we, we got to, Something has to be done about this guy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a very interesting couple of months to see, you know, uh, if, if he could get right. Now, he released, released a statement yesterday apologizing, but NBA fans have already proven that he used, like, an AI app to write the statement for him. So, I mean, even that was disingenuous, but, I mean. Oh, good God. Yeah, so who knows how this goes. But on a different note, um, Man, our, uh, our McDonald's has been served hot. It's been served fresh in the last couple of weeks. The Nuggets win game one yesterday. They close out with Phoenix since we last talked. They beat the Lakers in game one. Man, you and I might be uh, eating some words here because the Nuggets are looking pretty sharp, man. I, um, I'm not worried just yet. I don't think the Nuggets are going to shoot lights out like that again. I don't think, you know, I... As much as I love uh, Jokic, and he's you know he's a really phenomenal player, uh, I'm kind of like Coach Darvin Ham. Like, hey, we're we're gonna be fine. Everyone relax. Like, I think I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Lakers here. I really hope the Nuggets prove me wrong. I really do. I just don't think the Nuggets can win this series. I think. I think LeBron is surround, finally surround, again, I say finally, finally again in this, you know, basically third career of his, third <laughs> Hall of Fame career of his. He's finally surrounded by the right healthy people at the right time. The team is clicking at the right time. Man, I think this is the Lakers' finals to lose. We're not even at the finals yet, but this is the Lakers' season to lose. Uh I don't see the Nuggets getting past them. And look, if they prove me wrong, I'll eat words. I'll, you know, whatever. Like, y'all were right. I was wrong. I'll admit it. But I just, I don't see it happening, man. I think what we saw last night was just the Lakers were a victim of crazy crowd momentum and streaky shooting and just something that's just not going to be sustainable over this series. I do not think the Nuggets are going to win this. Well, we'll be keeping our eyes on that for sure. Um, man, I've, I've been wanting to ask you about this. I'm curious to hear your thoughts and your perspective, and, and I'm kind of throwing this out there at you out of left field, so hopefully you've thought about this. Um, Bronny James, he's a commitment and a signee of USC. He's going to be staying in Southern California. Bro, I don't know if he's a good player or not. He wasn't even first-team all-district on his high school team, so that leads me to believe maybe – there's a little bit of name hype there. You know, he's a four-star recruit. Maybe that's juiced up a little bit because of the name also. But I know this. I see the way Dad acts at the AAU games, and he's running around, and he's living vicariously through his kid, which, hey, that's cool. He's involved in his kid's life. That's all right. But the point I'm getting at is if I'm the USC coaching staff, boy, that's such a tough situation to be in because you have a freshman who might or might not be one of your five best players, but if he doesn't play like one of your five best players, you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be vilified. Like, there's a lot of pressure on that coaching staff, man. I wouldn't want to be in those shoes. 
Dude, you know what? I never thought about that until you just said it, but you are absolutely right. Like, I I don't know. Look, I haven't been studying all his games, and it's so hard to to see how good he is when he's – I mean, was he still at Sierra Canyon this, this year? Yes, sir. I mean, that team is constantly loaded with a bunch of four- and five-star guys. Like, I would have loved to have seen him just at – a a regular school, so to speak, if there is such a thing anymore, just with that's not surrounded by a bunch of guys that were all, you know, recruited to be there uh, one way or another. Look, the highlights I've seen of him in high school and in AAU, granted, they're highlights. I've never sat and watched the whole game. The dude looks like he's re- he is a really good player. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying he's an automatic first-round pick when it's time to declare, you know. But he's good. He's definitely good enough to play at the next level just by watching highlights. Uh, I don't don't know, man. That's got to be the toughest coin flip gamble because, man, you said it. Like, yes, of course we want him because we're going to attract so much attention that can help bring in more recruits that, that you know, LeBron's going to be at every game. Our fans, uh, the stadium's going to be full every game. Every, we're going to be on TV every game. Everything's high profile, all sorts of great positive attention to the program. But at the same time, the other side of the coin, man, what if he's not, what if he ends up not being good <laughs> enough to get significant <laughs> playing time the pressure's on you to make a decision, he ends up being possibly the reason that you lose some games that you should have won and you sit in better players. And now it's like, do I sit LeBron James's kid? Do I sit the reason that the bleachers are full, that the whole stadium's full to win games? Now I risk losing him. Maybe he was going to the league next year anyway. I mean, what if he just quits? Now, I think LeBron is a responsible enough adult to not let his son quit a basketball team in the middle of the season. Hey, you finish this out and we'll make a move when the season's over. But still, that's got to be in the back of your mind. Like, he could literally just walk out at any moment because he's LeBron James' kid and he could do whatever he wants. Like, that's that's a scary thought. I, I do not envy those coaches at all, man. You, you're absolutely right. That's uh. That's some tough shoes to be in that I want no part of. No doubt, man. Look, let's talk a little bit of WWE before we wrap up with you, man. We're heading towards uh, the Night of Champions pay-per-view, which is coming up. And it'll be Roman Reigns trying to contend for the Tag Team Championship with his heavy. They'll be taking on Sammy and Kevin Owens. Um, Roman and them are going to win these titles, right? Like, they're going to win it, and then they're going to set up a a feud with the Usos, right? Like, that's where this is headed, huh? Uh, I think so. I think so, man. It's it's uh it's interesting, man. Just just I, I know I'm I'm repeating myself every week, but it's like just when we think we got it figured out, man, they throw another curveball, and now you start to see the writing on the wall. Like, yeah, uh, it would only make sense that the bloodline would control like just about every single title and set up a story to basically decimate the entire bloodline by them and eventually feuding with the Usos. And then now the Usos have this face turn and then they're, they're the title holders. I mean, I, 
I don't know. I don't know where the long-term story continues after that, but right now, short-term, what you said makes perfect sense. You know, there's also uh, the, uh, I, I'm, I keep calling it the working title. That's not what it's actually called, but the championship that's going to sit on Monday Night Raw, that's going to be available every week. It looks like it's going to be AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Who do you think is going to win that, man? I could see it going either way. I lean towards Seth Rollins, though. Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, AJ Styles has had his moments already. Seth has had some moments, too, but I think right now who's been putting more butts in seats, who's been getting more attention, keeping the crowd alive, keeping, you know, just uh, it's it's got to be Seth Rollins. He's been working so hard. He's been – I think he deserves it more. It's uh, it's time for him to shine again, and I, I just – AJ Styles is certainly a formidable opponent. They're going to put on a great show. They're going to really lock you in and make it believable. But uh, Seth Rollins runs away with it, I, I think. it's uh, I think it's a no-brainer. The NBA draft lottery was last night. I'll leave you with this. The Spurs win the first pick and likely the rights to the big Frenchman, Victor Winawamba. He's seven foot four. He's got big old long arms. He could pass like a guard. He could uh, handle like a guard. But there are concerns, right? We said the same things about Christoph Porzingis, and he got to the league and kind of flopped out. Do you think that this big Frenchman is going to be the next big thing? Are the Spurs getting a, a superstar here? Yeah, I think so. Um, kind of like everyone else, uh, I, I worry about his his build, his overall, just his mass and the style that he plays with all the space that he takes and as long and lanky, you know, like, is he just going to be another Chet Holmgren? I mean, did everyone forget about that guy? Right. <laughs> we, we still haven't seen him do anything yet. And he looked like an absolute stud and freak in high school and college. And, uh, you know, if Victor, uh, I think it's Wimbiana, it may be pronounced. I'm not sure. I'm like you tripping over the, the name. Uh, I'm sure we'll get it right. Uh, it's not as difficult as the Greek freak's last name, but we'll, <laughs> right. we'll get there. Um, Big V, the Frenchman, I think, uh, like I said, I'm concerned about his his health and his body type long term, but I think he'll be fine. I, I think if he stays healthy, he will be and just an absolute superstar, especially in the, you know, with the Spurs. You know, Coach Popovich has a way – just getting the most out of play, especially international players. Coach Popovich is the genius that you want handling this project. Uh, I think he'll he'll have a few good years with the Spurs, and you know possibly end up at a bigger market team down the road for some big money. I think uh, I think this guy's going to be a freak. I think he's going to change the game again. I think I think we're about to witness uh, just another turn in the cycle. I think I think he will. If he stays healthy, I think he will change the game. Good stuff, partner. Look, we thank you so much for the time, and we'll chat again next Wednesday. Okay, bro? Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. And as always, go Tarts, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job, as always. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a commercial break when we get back. I'll talk some NBA playoffs, and then at the bottom of the show, we'll get you some things that you could uh, wager on tonight in the world of sports. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break on KLEB. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. 
State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Hi, I'm Ava Cates, Secretary of the Louisiana Workforce Commission, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Tech Ready Louisiana program. Tech Ready Louisiana is a tool for everyone. We are pleased to partner with Casera, an online learning platform to provide Louisianians access to over 6,000 free courses to help you navigate a tech ready world. You can access Casera by visiting our website or visit one of our local offices. Are you tech ready? Let's get started. Sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. As a parent, you know you can't prevent every accident. Play it safe with the right equipment. Add a mouth guard to your child's sports or recreational equipment list to help prevent the impact of a painful and costly facial injury. Mouth guard should be fitted so it does not misalign the jaw, lightweight, strong, easy to clean, properly sized, covering the upper and lower teeth and gums. If your child does sustain a facial injury, seek an evaluation from an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. OMSs are experts in handling injuries to the face, mouth, and jaws. Learn more at myoms.org. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides connection to free confidential support. There is hope. The Lifeline works. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Tiger Rag Magazine gives you exclusive stories, beautiful pictures, and behind-the-scenes insights. Subscribe today and be in the know at TigerRag.com. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Run away. 
So, last night we had game one of the Lakers and the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Denver gets a 132-126 to win over the Lakers. They lead one game to nothing in the best of seven series. Um, if I'm a Nugget fan, um, I'm a little concerned, but I do think there could maybe be some light at the end of the tunnel. The Nuggets were blowing the Lakers out. They were up by 20-plus points. It was looking like a runaway. And from Denver's perspective, it's actually better that it wasn't a runaway, right? Because this postseason, the Lakers have been very selective about when to use their energy and when to just kind of rest. We've seen in both series that they have played so far, they have just blatantly taken games off. In the Warrior series, they just took game five off, said, all right, we're not interested in being here. We're saving our legs. And then in game six, they came out strong. Against the Grizzlies, they had a game or two in Memphis where they just said, hey, we're not playing today. <laughs> you know, We're a veteran team. We're not playing today. And just kind of went on strike for the day and got blown out. So for Denver to have, and but but the challenge of doing that, right? If you're going to rest and you're going to take games off, it puts a lot of pressure on you when you bring it. You have to win every time. And that's the thing that the Lakers have actually done well is that this postseason, when they brought it, when they've tried, when they've competed, when they've used some gas in the reserves, they have won every single time. Last night was the first time that the Lakers exerted themselves and didn't win which could potentially down the road be beneficial to the Nuggets, right? Because now in game two, tomorrow, there's no you know lengthy break and there's no long rest period. Tomorrow they play again in Denver, in altitude. Can the Lakers bring that same energy that they brought in the second half? I have my doubts about that. Another thing that I have my doubts about is Anthony Davis. What did we see from Anthony Davis throughout these playoffs? We've seen a guy who one game will get 42 points with 17 rebounds, and the next game will get eight points with four rebounds. He's been very inconsistent. He's been very topsy-turvy. He's been very um, hit or miss, right? Well, in game one, he was hit. 40 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, three assists, three steals. He was dominant. Are we going to see that again in game two? I have my doubts. Are we going to see Austin Reeves make five three-pointers again and score 23 points again? I have my doubts. Are we going to see Hashimura get 17 points on 8 of 11 shooting? I have my doubts. So the narrative around the country right now for a lot of people is Ah, the Nuggets were kind of gagging a little bit at the end of the game. You know, when we start back 0-0 again, the Lakers are going to keep that momentum going, and it's going to be the Lakers series now. I'm not all the way 100% on that. Because some of the, but because look, let's be honest. Did the Nuggets do some things that maybe are not sustainable? Yeah. Jokic was 12 of 17 shooting, 3 of 3 from 3. Everything he threw in was good. Jamal Murray, 12 of 20 from the field, 31 points. Uh, Caldwell Pope scored 21. They did some things that are likely not going to continue. 
But it wasn't just them. Because during that Lakers rally, they also were getting some things that were maybe not sustainable. You're not going to see Austin Reeves score 23 points every game. You're not going to see Hachimura be one of the best players in the NBA every game. That was awesome stuff that if you're a Nugget fan, you should feel very positive about. Because you took the Lakers' best shot in the second half and were able to still win. That's something that no one else has done in the postseason. And I hate to, to even say it like this because it implies that teams are not trying sometimes and they are trying other times. But this postseason, when the Lakers have given a hoot and they've played with effort, they've won every time, 100% of the time. Last night was the first time that they actually competed hard, didn't roll over and play dead, that they actually lost. So what adjustments need to be made? The Lakers are going to pull the plug on D'Angelo Russell far sooner in Game 2. They're going to get Hachimura in the lineup far sooner in Game 2. Don't think they're going to change their starting lineup. I think they're going to still start Russell. But Hachimura is going to be quick off the bench because he does such a good job on Jokic. The Nuggets are going to have to make some adjustments to that. They're going to have to figure out ways to diversify their offense because late in the game it became dribble, 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 dribble. Oh, there's one on the shot clock. Shoot a bad shot. They're going to have to get more movement. They're going to have to create better than what they did late in the game last night. And they're going to have to figure out how to get some more offense from their bench. Because outside of Bruce Brown, who scored 16 points, the whole rest of their bench scored three. And that's just not sustainable. That will get you beat going forward. So game two's tomorrow. And it should be a lot of fun. It should be a great test for the Lakers' endurance. It should be a great test for the Nuggets. Can they continue to build on their momentum? Now, the Eastern Conference Finals have Miami and Boston today. I don't think the Eastern Conference Finals are going to be competitive. I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't think that um, Miami's any good. They were 44-38. and 38. They nearly missed the playoffs completely. They were in the play-in tournament. They lost a play-in tournament game. They've been playing without Tyler Hero. And they just kind of got hot, got the right draw, faced the Bucks at the right time, faced the Knicks, who I don't think are very good. I think that the house of cards is going to collapse here. I think Boston's going to be too deep. I think Boston's going to have too many different options to throw at Jimmy Butler between uh, Tatum, Brown, um, Marcus Smart. Like They've just got so many different dudes they could throw at Butler to slow him down. And if you slow down Butler and you don't let him score 40, 45, 50 points, they just can't score enough to beat you. So I think Boston's going to comfortably roll through the Eastern Finals. And it'll be a test to see if the Nuggets have enough to survive the Western Finals. But I'm intrigued. I'm extremely intrigued to watch the rest of these uh, these postseason games. Let's catch a quick break. When we get back, we'll get you some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. 
Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit Septic at Viscom.net. That's Septic at Viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. If you own your own business and kept your employees working during COVID in 2020 and 2021, then you are most likely entitled to the employee retention credit that the federal government is offering small business owners. With the ERC grant, you can receive up to $26,000 per employee. And this is not a loan, and you do not have to pay it back. If you are a qualifying business, it is best to use an accounting firm that specializes in only ERC grant filing. RC Advisors can guide you through this process, and we don't get paid unless you get paid. RC Advisors is now hiring referral specialists, full-time or part-time, work from home. We will supply you leads and make your own hours. All you do is send us a potential business that might want to apply for the grant, and we do the rest. Time is running out to apply for this grant, so if you have questions, please call for a free consultation. 1-888-90-ERC-GRANT. That's one 888 903-7247 or visit www.applyercgrant.biz to apply today. Listen up, it's time for the Louisiana Lottery's Greatest Hits. Play Hit $100. This game is loaded with $100 prizes. Spin your hit today and stop at any lottery retailer and ask for Hit $100 today for your chance to win. Open our vault and count your winnings and play Big Money Multiplier from the lottery. Win up to $10,000. Stop at any lottery retailer and pick up Big Money Multiplier today for your chance to win up to $10,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. One segment to go. I want to thank our calling guest, Brody Williams. I want to thank Taylor Griffin, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, let's also thank our sponsors while we're at it, right? Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. Dufresne Building Materials, come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations. Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. We thank everybody for listening today. I've got some betting picks for you, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, wrap up today's show. In the NBA today, um, look, man, I, I'm i not on the Miami train. I think Boston's going to beat the snot out of them. Give me Boston minus eight today. I know that's a lot of points. If you want to shave some something off of that for like a parlay, go Boston minus four or something like that. I think that's you know maybe a safe bet, too. I think the Celtics are going to beat Miami. I don't think Miami has enough firepower to survive in this series. Um, tonight, in the game, I like, um, let's see, three-pointers. I'm going with Jalen Brown to make over two and a half. Um, he gets his shot off. <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler is going to be trying to guard Tatum. I think that's going to free up Jalen Brown. I think he's going to have a big game. Um I like over six and a half rebounds for Al Horford. New matchup. He struggled with Embiid. He was battling Embiid. New matchup. I think it's going to be better days for Al Horford. I think he's going to have a good showing today. In the MLB, a lot of these games are day games, right? So if you trust what I'm saying, you're going to have to run out to the to the book to, to make these plays or run out to your app, however you, you play. I like the Phillies minus 112 money line over the Giants today. I like um, 
Let's see. I like the Yankees minus 112 money line with Garrett Cole on the mound today. I like the Rays plus 108 money line today over the Mets. I like the Brewers minus 108 money line today over the Cardinals. Sorry, Jonah. I like um, the Braves minus one and a half run line over the Rangers today with Spencer Strider on the mound. And that wraps up today's betting pick predictions, and we hope everybody has some luck. That's all for me today. I'm going to be out at the spring game today, out at Tom B. Smith. Going to go and hydrate, get some fluids in me, get a meal in me. Because, man, I ain't going to lie, yesterday it was hot. That turf was hot. Looks like it's a little more overcast today, so hopefully it'll be a little bit more comfortable. And we want to wish best of luck to both teams competing, and hopefully it'll be an injury-free scrimmage where both teams get some quality work. You've been listening to Play by Play. Tomorrow I'll get to the mailbag. Tomorrow we'll get some more call-in guests. And we'll have another couple of good shows to wrap up the week. Casey Jessler signing off. Wishing you guys a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you all.